0: on blast and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps post-game show as always my name is sheldon alexander and this episode of wrap it up is brought to you by clean cuts barbershop 2013 danforth avenue in the east end of toronto clean cuts the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions so go see skip and the crew as a wise man once said Tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointment now. Raptors fans, thank you for tuning in. Raptors win 127-104 as my boy Parco at work today called it guaranteed win night for the Toronto Raptors. I mentioned early and often that this was pretty much a gym run, especially if you're watching Kawhi Leonard in this game. I'd call it a gym run. Easy work for Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors tonight. But you need those games sometimes, right? Happens. You can only play who's in front of you. And tonight, in front of the Toronto Raptors, it was kind of the Pelicans taking the load management approach. But before we get to that, as I mentioned, my name is Shell Alexander. Salute and shouts out, as they say, to everybody watching live right now on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. Shout out to you guys there. Click on the link. You'll end up in Periscope. There's a chat bar at the side. We'll take your questions and comments. Same thing goes for Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. Love interacting with people live. You guys are the ones that make the show run. Because I need someone to talk to, right? That's kind of how it goes. Also, if you're unable to tune in live, this becomes a podcast, which you can tune into on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube. Just... Continue to like and subscribe there. Really appreciate it. Thanks to everyone who is liking and subscribing and telling their friends. I see someone in Instagram here that I should give a shout out to as I scroll up to find it now. Uh, This person says their name is uh, Vander, Vander Halvern, NYC, says, What up, Sheldon? I've been watching on YouTube for a bit now, but just wanted to join the conversation. Salute to you and hopefully you enjoy the show let me know whatever you got to think here's his first comment says where all the fans that said lynn shouldn't get another minute of playing time again (laughs) in case you're not used to how toronto fans work it's very (laughs) wishy-washy there's a lot of there's a lot of bandwagon jumping that goes on in the city of toronto when it comes to their sports teams everything is either like there's no shades of gray it's always black or white. It's always this guy's the best or this guy's the worst. And the role that I try to play on this podcast is to just let people know relax. It's all right. Everything's going to be okay. Nothing to worry about. These are just games where you try to work through some things. And the Toronto Raptors definitely did that tonight because I feel like the most important thing people were worried about the bench. Jeremy Lynn, of course, was struggling. He's had a couple bad games in a row, and he was able, it was good for him to turn turn that around tonight, see the ball go through the hoop, six of nine from the floor, two of three from three-point land, 14 points for Jeremy Lin in just 22 minutes of action. But much like I always talk about with Kyle Lowry, you got to look at the way the points are going down. And with Jeremy Lin, to see him pull up in transition and knock down a couple threes in rhythm... You could tell that's someone that's feeling good. And this game was over after Lynn did that. And then Kyle Lowry came right down the floor and did that afterwards. That was basically jam done for the Pelicans in this one. But again, it's not just scoring, but it's how you're getting the buckets. And I found it cool to hear Jeremy Lynn talk about it after the game, him and his shooting coach. The next one's going in. He definitely has that mentality because he's not shy. But it's important to have that confidence in your shot because... These guys are NBA players. We talk about it a lot. NBA players, it's make or miss. You're going to be able to get your shot off. It's just how confident are you that the next one's going to go in. Great signs there. As mentioned, Jeremy Lin with 14 points. Serge Ibaka, a lot of people still wondered how Serge was going to look coming off the bench. 12 points, 11 rebounds in this game. He outplayed Gasol, also had more minutes than Gasol, just because obviously Gasol didn't need to come back in the game late. But Serge looked good. 12 points, 11 rebounds, 6 of 10 shooting, 5 blocks for Serge. And we said it on the last podcast, regardless of whether or not Serge Ibaka starts or comes off the bench, what the Raptors need from him is energy. Rebounding and block shots, that is energy. Saw that from Serge Ibaka tonight. That's obviously a good sign. Marcus Gasol was in the starting lineup for the Toronto Raptors. And I feel like that's going to be the constant comparison down the stretch as Nick Nurse pregame talked about the fact that he would like to have a starting center kind of sorted out by the time the playoffs come around, right? Like, you know, it's a fluid situation, but at the same time, you need to know what your rotation is going to be at least to start out before the adjustments come. Marc Gasol started tonight, four points, nine rebounds, one assist, two of six shooting from Gasol. He shot the least amount of shots of everyone in the starting lineup. And the numbers, if you just look at stats, Serge Ibaka, what he does, will stand out a lot more on the stat sheet. Serge is knocking down jumpers. Serge is grabbing rebounds. Five blocks, that's monster. Marc Gasol, he's going to need touches. He doesn't really get the same kind of touches that Serge has. He does a lot more facilitating than Serge does. You could kind of see with Gasol, especially in the starting lineup, the ball moves a lot more. There's a lot more passing. He's he's one that is uh, very positive in terms of the hockey assists. You see a lot of extra passes made from Marc Gasol. and there are just a couple of plays. There's one I wrote down in particular of Marc Gasol of he took a charge in this game and. I highlight it just because it's one of the little things that unless you're really paying attention, you're not going to notice how important it is. But he called out the screen. He yelled. You see him put his hand to his mouth to yell at OG, hey, the screen's coming. And he comes, helps on OG's guy charge. You don't see many big guys taking charges, first of all. But just the defensive anchor that Gasol can be. And to really pay attention, Raps fans, about how he plays defense and it's positional defense It's not as flashy as Serge in terms of coming over and blocking shots but it's positional you'll see a lot where he'll step into the lane and he'll just alter shots by being a big body in the middle him just holding his hands up you're going to alter a bunch of shots so he does it in a different way but that tandem of the Raptors defense in the middle with Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol They have a chance to be special come playoff time. I urge you as well to not focus so much on Gasol's numbers. The numbers will be there sometimes, cool. But what he does, the things that he adds to the starting lineup aren't necessarily things that you're going to see in the box score. Sort of think in the way of Kyle Lowry. All Kyle Lowry's intangibles don't necessarily show up in the box score. But the more and more you watch Kyle Lowry and you get used to his style of play... You appreciate those little things that Kyle Lowry does. Kyle Lowry did more than little things in this game. Kyle Lowry had his 12th career triple-double for the Toronto Raptors as Lowry finished with 13 points, 12 assists, and 11 rebounds. Kyle Lowry now has over half, or sorry, he has half of the Raptors' franchise He has 50% of the triple doubles in Raptors franchise history. Raptors franchise history of 24. Kyle Lowry has 12 of those, 24. It's a Kyle Lowry game. It's a Kyle Lowry game. We talk about Kyle Lowry being the engine, and right from the get-go, you could tell that the Raptors game plan was to get out and run, and they really wanted to set the pace, and Pascal Siakam, what did Siakam finish with? 19 points in this game, I would guess, I would guess off the top of my head, Pascal Siakam had 12 12 points just coming off a fast break. Just him leaking out, getting behind the defense, and Kyle Lowry and others, but mostly Kyle Lowry, doing a great job of finding Pascal on the break. The Raptors really tried to push the pace on offense, whether it was on a miss, whether it was off a turnover, whether it was off a made basket. You could tell they wanted to push the pace. One of the reasons you do that is because the Pelicans, they're shorthanded in this game. I mentioned they kind of took the load management angle from the Toronto Raptors. Um, Anthony Davis, we know what kind of a gong show situation that's been this year, but he was out of this game. And even if he wasn't playing, I mean, he was only, he's on a minutes restriction. Like they're just a joke right now. Who knows what the Pelicans are doing? But also no Etuan Moore tonight, no Drew Holiday tonight. So the Pelicans missing three of their starters, and this was a gym run for the Toronto Raptors, but most, most importantly, Kawhi Leonard. But before we get to Kawhi, just the pace of play. In these blowout games, you, you look for certain things because you want to start setting trends if you're the Toronto Raptors. You want to start building good habits. And one of those habits you saw tonight was getting out and run. In the Raptors, it's not just it's not just having the mentality of it's only Kyle Lowry finding finding uh, Pascal on the leakouts, but it's everyone else just having that mentality as well. You saw Kawhi on the fast break. You saw Danny Green get out on the fast break. I mean, seeing Danny Green pull up and knock down a three on the break is just a beautiful sight. But again, Raptors build chemistry, and it started very early. They you could tell they're trying to get Gasol. Off to a good start. They got him some touches early, but he started off 0 for 3. But on the flip side, there's a guy named Kawhi Leonard who did not start 0 for 3. Kawhi Leonard was putting in work in this game and he started off three of four. And right away you could tell that he was he was on one tonight. But the key for Kawhi Leonard was getting the ball in the paint. He was just getting to the basket super easy, and then he made a point of consistently driving to the cup. I want to say if Kawhi made his first 14 shots in this game, which he did, yes. Kawhi Leonard started 14 of 17 in this game, and the misses were three-pointers. Everything else was in the lane. Everything else was getting to the basket, and it was a good lesson for if you're a young player, if you're OG, if you're Norm, and just watching how Kawhi handles his business, if you can't stop him, he's going to just continue getting to the basket. And that's what he did. He, he mixed in a couple three-point attempts, but early on, it was everything was downhill. Everything was getting into the paint. And they had no answers for Kawhi Leonard. He had 14 points after one. He had 23 points at the half. Midway through the third, he was at 30. And then it's just time to shut it down because hey, we'll we'll load management Kawhi for the fourth quarter. But Kawhi just put on a clinic in terms of making it look super easy. And that's what really great players do. Like I don't even know if he broke a sweat in this game. The Raptors, especially early on, it was almost as if they were trading baskets with the Pelicans and they're working on their offense. Defense, I talk about all the time, being effort and The Pelicans were keeping up, but you could kind of tell the Raptors didn't turn up the offense, or sorry, turn up the defense until the third quarter, when they needed to make a run, when they needed to kind of put the kids to bed, and then I guess, well, sorry, not put the kids to bed, I'm mixing up my cliches here, because I was going to say, put the Pels away to let the kids get in, in terms of Malcolm Miller, in terms of Chris Boucher, etc. The Raptors just did that in the third quarter, where you saw the defense just get turned up a little and then the game was over but the way that the Raptors executed the biggest thing you wanted to see from the Toronto Raptors was some good play from their bench the bench was horrible in the last game everybody was at least like was in the minus double digits it wasn't a good look at all with the Raptors bench last game but with the bench getting some burn and it was Jeremy Lin, OG, Norm, Serge and Pascal to close out the first quarter And they started out kind of tough, but then what happened? They missed a couple jumpers early, and then how did they start scoring? Well, it started at the defensive end. Back-to-back steals, OG leading the fast break, leading the fast break dunks. Then what does that do? It changes the pace. Nick Nurse talked about that before the game as well. What he wants to see from the bench is regardless of if your shot's falling or not, you have to play defense. And when you bring that defensive intensity, you're more likely to get turnovers and turnovers lead to fast break points. Raptors did a great job in this game while it was still a game because I know it ended up being somewhere over 50 points in terms of fast break points. But while it was still somewhat of a game at the end of the third quarter, the Raptors had 40 fast break points, 40 of their 93 points through three quarters were fast break points. They outscored the Pels. 29-19 29 to 19 in the third meaning you up the defense so the opposing team only had 19 points in the third quarter and the raptors took over but again it starts at the defensive end i think we know what the starters can do i think early on when the pels are keeping up we kind of know that they're keeping up because the raptors starters aren't playing their their lockdown defense like you know that already or i feel like we should know that what do I say all the time? Every regular season game isn't created equally. So you know Kawhi's not trying to play lockdown, slap your hands on the ground defense against some dude he doesn't know is even in the league on the Pelicans, right? We understand that. So the Pelicans keep in the game for the most part. But then third quarter, all right, get these guys out of here. That's what we saw from the Raps tonight. You want to see the bench cooking, and you saw that. Good games from Jeremy Lynn. Good game from Serge Ibaka off the bench. OG was under control. OG three of four. Norman Powell a lot more under control as well. And I think for those guys, it's all about decision making. It's all about ball movement. These are the things that you want to see from your bench guys. That regardless of shots falling, you're gonna bring the defensive intensity. And you saw that tonight. And once you get confident, once you get the the shots to fall in terms of layups you see the ball go through the hoop what do you know shots start to fall that's what happened to Jeremy Lin good win for the Raps again 127-104 Toronto Raptors beat the very sad New Orleans Pelicans and I really felt bad for the Pels in the third quarter because the Raps are already up in this game and just 19 seconds into the third quarter they drive Marcus Gasol plays solid defense just sticks his hands up and Julius Randle misses a layup. Kyle Lowry gets a rebound, looks up, finds Siakam on another patented leak out, lays it in, and Gentry calls timeout 19 seconds into the second half. It's like, you don't gotta be a genius to figure out that. I'm gonna guess that in the halftime speech, he said, we gotta stop the leak outs. We gotta make sure that nobody is beating no, no offensive player, no opposing team's player is getting behind our defense, kind of like a safety in football. Can't get beat deep. And what happens 19 seconds into the third? They got beat deep. This is what happens when, you, when your team has just been giving you headaches because who's in the lineup, who's not in the lineup, what's the minutes restriction, who's getting traded, who's not getting traded. You're dealing with a young team. So you can see the frustration there from Alvin Gentry let's get to the comments here before we wrap up here on the podcast because let's hear what the people have to say because this is why we do the podcast. Kind of get a sense of what Raptors fans are saying after games like this, right? After every game. So someone said, like you said, Raptors win, Raptors win, Raptors win. Jeremy Lin was a great pickup. Hey, everyone's going to think that now. (laughs) I should go back and read some of the comments from after last game in terms of what was going on with Jeremy Lin. But uh, let's see. Let's not forget... I thought I was watching the 905 boys in the first half. I mean, can't, again, not every regular season game is created equal. You can't expect, like, you're not expecting Kawhi. I know we want Kawhi and them to just come out and blow out the team right from the beginning of the game, but that's not really how it works. It just isn't. They're going to ease themselves into the game. They're going to, you know, you're going to play defense but you're not going to play like crazy, crazy defense. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way, the nature that these things get played, the nature of how things go. But I just think that at the same time, you got to give the Raptors credit because at the end of the day, they worked on the things that they needed to work out and the bench looked good. You got the dub. Cool. Move on to Miami. Let's get to a comment here from Twitter. Someone says, "Great podcast, man! Best raps post game show out there." Thank you, appreciate it. Tonight was a great team win. Hashtag needed it. They did. The raps needed to look good after a little mini two game losing streaks. Not the end of the world. Not a big deal. But you want to see the positive signs from these games. And there's going to be a lot of games like this down the stretch where it's not. It's not a a, a splashy team that you're going to be playing against or a flashy team or a playoff team maybe even in some instances i think okc are the only they have a home and home against oklahoma city and i think that's definitely the best teams the raps are going to play for the rest of the season but they're not even going to play against a lot of teams that are very good so what you need to do in these games you need to make sure jeremy lynn starts to feel a little bit more comfortable you need to sort out okay, well, regardless of whether it's Serge or Gasol starting or coming off the bench, you want to see those guys get more acclimated within the lineup, regardless of who they're playing with. And I think you saw that tonight. One thing you want to look for that also helps with Jeremy Lin playing better, it ups the chances that you get to rest Kyle Lowry. Because I think that's a big thing you want to do down the stretch. You want to ease the workload of Lowry just to make sure that you can keep him as fresh as possible for the playoffs. Because if you have a playoff, a deep playoff run, you're gonna need Kyle Lowry. Let's get to some more comments. Uh someone says Philly about to take an L. Uh let me switch over to that game because I don't know what's going on in that game right now. But uh big time game there because the standings, the seating in for the Toronto Raptors in the uh Eastern Conference is gonna get a little hectic. Uh, Yeah, Philly did take a huge loss. They lost to Houston 107-91. So things are going to continue to be interesting in this Eastern Conference as teams try to jockey for position, as somehow Boston and Philly will be trying to avoid facing off against each other in the first round of the playoffs, because that has to be just worst case scenario if you're either of those teams. That's not the matchup you want in the first round. Boston and Philly, not a good look. But As it stands, somehow Indy continues to do it and they're holding on to that third seed. Philly losing tonight. Celtics got a big win in uh, Golden State, but we know that they can get up for those big games. That's about how everything else is going to play out when you're not playing what I like to call the big boy games. Let's get to some more comments. Uh, Someone here says, Raptors made it rain threes. Not bad. Uh, they did look really good from three-point land. We mentioned Kyle Lowry shooting his threes with confidence. Jeremy Lin shooting threes with confidence. Danny Green, three of four. Danny Green went on his own little personal mini run from three. And that was, uh, that was an outstanding little run from Danny Green when he could do that. The team gets excited. The bench is up celebrating. Looks good my guy c brown who is one of my boys i work with at sportsnet and we always talk about norman powell (laughs) and he says was too busy to watch the game but i can only imagine how bad norm was norm wasn't that bad tonight and i don't think we have this we have this debate going all the time about norman powell and for the most part i'd say norm had a solid game tonight four of eight 22 minutes he had eight points in the game three rebounds Norm was Norm was all right, and I mentioned this earlier, and I can't emphasize it enough. Watching how Kawhi Leonard does his business has to be huge for OG and Norm going forward. But shouts to Leo Routens for bringing this up during the game. But one of the things he mentioned was these guys, especially the young bucks coming off the bench. You got to start inside out, meaning try to get to the basket first. Try to get your points that way by back cutting or, you know, as we mentioned, getting turnovers on on defense, turning that into offense before you just settle for a three-point shot. Cuz you can get that three-point shot almost any time. But it might be better after you get a little rhythm, after you get a little a, a bit of a sweat, you get a little bit of a run going in you. Then sit and take the three once you're warmed up. Don't just take the three right away. It's an interesting point and something to pay attention to going forward. Uh, more comments here from Instagram. Len says, I just want to get to the playoffs. That game had preseason vibes. <laughs> it did. I, I, can't, like, I can't get mad at the raps for it, but it's very true. Once you see that all these guys aren't playing, would people have been mad if Kawhi sat in this game? And this game was a load management game for Kawhi. Would people have been mad at that, or would you have understood, seeing as there's no Anthony Davis, no Etoan Moore, no Drew Holiday? Interesting, right? Also, we know that Kawhi already said the regular season is just practices for him. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for the playoffs. I totally understand uh, where that comment is coming from for sure. Um, Raptors shared the ball and was so much fun to watch. It's very true. Totally agree there. Someone says, big up, Sheldon. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Emma says, Dr. Sheldon is right. It's okay, Alexander, for all your post-game therapy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay, Alexander. Is that my middle name now? Okay, I'll, I'll take that. But I mean, everything everything is all right. The Raptors are 46-19. and They have that record despite missing Kawhi Leonard for, what, 20-plus games this year? They're able to rest him like straight up load management for what, 13 games this year? Things are all right. Things are good. And to further emphasize this point, because we were talking about this earlier today at work, and I want people to think about something for a second. Do they realize and like fully appreciate the Raptors roster that Masai Ujiri has put together? And just how good this roster is? Like, honestly though, Kyle Lowry is most likely the best point guard to ever play for the Raptors, right? He's still, he might be on the back end of his prime, but he's still in his prime. He's still a very key part to this team. Kawhi Leonard, without a doubt, is the best player to ever wear a Raptors uniform. Mark Gasol, once they figure out how to use him properly, how to, once he feels more comfortable with the team, You could make an easy case he's the best center to play for the Raptors ever. He could be the second best player on this team that the Raptors have right now. Then you add in young buck, hungry Pascal Siakam. Then you add in 3 and D, the 3 and D guy that the Raptors have been waiting for all of these years between, I mean, P.J. Tucker gave it to them for, what, from the trade deadline to the end of the playoffs that one year, but if you talk about what you you thought you were getting from Anthony Parker, even going back there, Damari Carroll, you thought you were getting it there. Like, the 3 and D guy the Raptors fans have been waiting for in Danny Green, you finally got that. And then you still have Serge Ibaka coming off your bench. You still have Norman OG coming off your bench. You still have Fred Van Fleet, undrafted Fred Van Fleet, who was almost six man of the year last year. Like, Do Raptors fans really understand, like, I know it sounds cliche that I come out here and say, hey, even after losses, hey, there's, it's okay. Things are going to be fine. You're going to make a deep playoff run. But do people really, really understand how good this team and this roster really is? It's not hyperbole. It's not about, you know, Kyle Lowry and, and DeMar DeRozan continuing to improve each and every year and maybe outperforming expectations. Like, it's not about that. This team is just legit. Like Kawhi Leonard is proven. Mark Gasol is proven. Danny Green is proven, right? That's all. Because what happens a lot in Toronto, and hey, you see it happening with the Leafs as well, there's a tendency to always focus on the negatives and what's not good about the team. In both instances, Raptors and Leafs. But that's why I keep urging. That's why, you know, shouts to Emma for the... Sheldon quote it's all right it's okay Alexander like that's why I keep trying to emphasize that because this doesn't come along very often like I've been watching the Raptors a long long time from the very very beginning and there are a lot of bad Raptors teams that i watched that I tried to talk myself into maybe it'll be okay if Mike James can drop 20 a night maybe if Jalen Rose and Chris Bosh can figure it out this team can be something maybe if They traded for Sean Marion. Can he turn back into the Steve Nash version of Sean Marion? Like, (laughs) my point is there's just been a lot of bad Raptors teams, a lot of bad situations that we tried to talk ourselves into to now get to this part, which is the best team we've ever seen by far. Like, it's not close. It's not close. Kawhi Leonard in a gym run just dropped 31 points in 27 minutes, and 14 of 20 shooting and most of those misses just came from him jacking up threes as he was one for five in this game that's all i'm saying i tried and might sound like i'm just being homer or over positive but i'm just saying enjoy this season because who knows what's going to happen in the offseason who knows i've been saying from the beginning of the year i don't even care what happens in the offseason because i'm gonna not waste time thinking about that now just enjoy what is currently here because this is awesome getting to watch this team where you know that they can just turn it on in the third quarter and it's jam done uh more comments here shouts to derek knight who brings some stats into the uh instagram chat he says 53 fast break points 12 blocks and nine steals sounds like playoff prep Totally agree. Go back to last game's box score. We talked about the Raptors as a team only had one steal in that game. That's crazy. Flip that around and 10 steals. But if you figure out that most of the fourth quarter was garbage time, that's a pretty good outing for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Another comment. Nice to see Jeremy Lin feeling it. Another person says, bro, you butchered my name so bad. No hate, though. Also, YYC is Calgary. Oh, I'm so bad. I read that as NYC as I was reading it quickly, but it's actually, he's saying YYC at the end. My bad. I'm sorry. Shouts to Calgary. I tried. I tried. Do I, get a, do I get some marks for trying, though, at least? I hope so. Appreciate it. Shout out to all of the uh, Raptors fans in Calgary as, hey. I'm not going to lie to you guys, I get told a lot about how people out West don't like the Raptors. I don't believe it, but I get told that people out West don't like the Raptors and hey, I'll just leave it there before I get myself in trouble, but shout to all the people who are Raptors fans and who are Wrap It Up fans in Calgary. Really appreciate the love and that reminds me of something that I always say I'm going to do and I don't do enough. But I go and see where we got a lot of people listening to the podcast. Obviously, you know you're going to get Toronto and Scarborough cool. But the third highest number of listeners we got are from vancouver if i go down the list there's edmonton there's calgary shout to all you guys really appreciate i do see you guys i do read the comments really appreciate it and it's amazing because as i said i've been following the raptors from the beginning it's amazing to see how much the game has grown it's amazing to to hear the stories of people watching the games all over this this country because It's a lot of fun. Basketball is a fun game. And to have the team that we cheer for and the team that we watch be in a position where you're talking about realistic NBA Finals goals. That's awesome. It's completely awesome. Let's get to some more comments here, though, because there's more here on Instagram. Someone says, yo, Lynn needs to step it up in the first half when the bench needs help. I thought I'm not going to diss I'm not going to what Jeremy Lin did tonight because I thought it was just about him continuing to be confident. I mean, he had a couple of plays early with Serge where they butchered the pick and roll. But that's just going to happen. You're just it's just going to take time. It's just going to take you know, think about how smooth it looks now Kyle and Serge. It didn't look like that last season. In fact, I'll bring up the reminder of the story that I want to give credit to Eric Kareen, I think it was. But I'm pretty sure Eric Koreen wrote the article where he was talking about how Kyle Lowry actually asked Russell Westbrook for some tips, some pointers of how he could help Surge, how he can better use Surge. And it's no coincidence that you're seeing Serge thrive now, but look at how long it took for Kyle Lowry to get that, you know, dynamic with Serge Ibaka. So the fact that Jeremy Lin, who hasn't even played 10 games with the Raptors yet, I'm pretty sure it's not even 10 games, but if it is, it's not... Many more than 10 games. But the point remains it's not a shock that it's going to take a while for him to get that same chemistry with Serge Ibaka that we've just now seen Kyle Lowry develop. It's okay. They turned it over a bunch in that first half, but you just got to keep playing. You just got to keep trying. And they're vets, too. So you saw the one play where they tried to run the pick and roll, they turned it over, there's a timeout, and you saw Serge and Mark Gasol. Both talking to Jeremy Lin about it. That's going to take some time. I don't remember if I brought this up on the last podcast, but Jeremy Lin on the on Danny Green's pod, and they're just talking about how um, how difficult it's been to join a brand new team and learn their plays and. Lynn has talked about how he had a bunch of free reign in terms of Nick Nurse just kind of letting him go and letting him cook and so it's been kind of easier to figure figure things out for him but he goes there's times you look up Kyle's calling plays and he doesn't even know what the play is and he said "He still for him he can kind of figure it out right because for a point guard you can either settle on the pick and roll, you can settle on just breaking down your guy off the dribble and scoring. But for big guys, it's a little difficult. And he talked about how frustrated Gasol's been at points because he wants so badly to become acclimated with the the playbook, but it's take like he just doesn't know the plays yet. It just hasn't been long enough. They haven't had enough practice time. Now, that's probably changed as this podcast that podcast was taped, I want to say at least a week ago, if not before that even but it's just interesting because it's the reminder that oh yeah as good as these guys are it's gonna take some time so that's what these games even though it's a blowout against the pelicans with a bunch of who he play for guys but it's gonna there's still positives you can take from that uh someone says how much better do you think they look with gasol talked about this consistently i just think he brings more to the table with the starters Serge Ibaka is going to give you energy for sure, but Serge Ibaka, when he gets the ball, you know that jump shot's going up. If you watch the Raptors enough this season, you know you can watch and tell when Serge is going to shoot. You know that already. Mark Gasol, there's a bit more mystery. I think he adds a bit more, and he has the ability to get Kyle easy shots, which is something that will help Kyle have a, a longer playoff run because he doesn't have to create all of his own shots. Gasol has the ability to maybe get Kawhi, same thing, some easier baskets. The two man game, the big boy game between Gasol and Siakam, that's another dynamic we might see added in. Anybody else that can help Danny Green get open shots? Also here for that as well. I just think he adds more to the starting lineup. And Serge, it's a lot more it's a lot easier to know how Serge can cook. Cuz once he figures out that pick and roll with whether it's Fred when he comes back or whether it's Jeremy Lin or whether it's Norm or whether it's Kyle playing with the bench, but I feel like it's a lot easier. They already know how they can get surge going night in, night out, but when Gasol gets in, you're talking about taking charges. You're talking about defensive rotations. You're talking about ball movement, which to me is the biggest key factor for the Raptors, especially with that starting lineup if things aren't going well. Ball movement, ball movement, ball movement. And that's what Marc Gasol brings to the the starters. Uh, Someone says, yeah, Serge brings that energy. Uh, Another comment, Serge, a better starter at this point. Uh, Another comment, I like like when there's little conversations going on in the Instagram chat. It's funny. But it just shows how active, and shouts to you guys again, the Raptors fans, for keeping this conversation going. But someone says, uh, Gasol will play a bigger role in the playoffs when the game slows down totally agree with that. Gasol will play a much bigger game because the playoffs is more about half-court sets. The playoffs, especially close games at the end, you're just adding another layer of options for scoring, another different ways. You feel a lot more comfortable if the Raptors dump the ball in the post to Marc Gasol as opposed to if they dump the ball in the post to Serge, no? It's just another element, another little wrinkle that Nick Nurse can play around with. And I can't wait to see that. There, I guarantee you there will be a handful of games that Marcus will win for the Raptors in the playoffs just because he'll put up a 20 and 10 and get like some key uh, charges taken or something like that. Can't wait. And Serge can still contribute and be a massive factor off the bench. It's like, imagine how great, J- well, we saw how great JV and Serge and how great that duo was once they figured it out night in, night out, going against other teams' best centers. What's that going to happen in the playoffs when Gasol is better than JV? It's just going to be such a great thing to watch come playoff time. And I can't wait for the playoff time to come around in Toronto because it will be so much fun. Uh, Here's Len again on uh, Instagram. Len says, "Mark Gasol's impact with the ball movement is just incredible to watch with the eye test. I thought he played way better than what his stats show totally agree um so many great comments again shouts to you guys you guys do such a good job of tuning in and the things that you guys are reading too like the things that you guys see in the games same thing I see in the games there's certain things that I might miss during the games that I pick up on that I pick up on after having this discussion with you guys so it's a good back and forth and this is something that I do agree with totally but the Kawhi and Pascal chemistry is a lot better now than it was 20 games ago and I know that sounds obvious but if you watch the next game under that lens and just look out for how many more times you see either one Kawhi or Pascal drive to the basket and they could shoot it or let's say 20 games ago they might have just shot it but now they'll find the other one in the corner for the three or dump it off to, to the Uh, the other one that's cutting that chemistry is there now it is something we didn't see 20 games ago and it's gonna be scary come playoff time like those two guys defending on the wings and getting buckets this is why i'm saying too this the seating doesn't really matter i like the raptors against any team against whoever you got to play against and i can't emphasize this enough when you have that mentality that you have finals aspirations, it doesn't matter what your seeding is because we got to see you anyways, regardless of who you are, if we're trying to make it to the finals. So seeding, whatever. Uh, someone says, Scott Rafferty wrote a great article on Gasol. He said, before Gasol, the Raptors were ranked 22nd in the league in assists. Since Gasol, Raptors are ranked 2nd behind Denver. It's a great stat. It's a great stat. And... You can see that with the eye test, but then when you have stats to back it up, there you go, right? Someone says Kawhi looked bored. Imagine, imagine being able to be bored and put up 30 points in an NBA game. <laughs> That's incredible. That's how good Kawhi is. Uh, Raptors fans also getting super excited as they see Kawhi show a bit more emotion on the bench while he's cheering for his teammates. As Derek says, was cool to see Kawhi in the bench clapping and supporting Boucher when he made that vicious block late. Well, dude, that was a massive, massive block. That was very LeBron chase down-esque, dare I say. I said esque. I said esque. Emphasize on the esque. Um, Yeah, but great game. Good win for the Toronto Raptors. Saw some good things from the bench. Things we needed to see. Great comments again from you guys in both the, the chat room, whether it's on at ooh, in English, whether it was on Instagram or on Twitter. Shout to you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it as always. And special shout out to the people that will be listening to the podcast as well again you can like and subscribe on itunes soundcloud google play and youtube and hey if you've been listening to the podcast and you ever want to join in live again at shell alexander on twitter and at sheldon alexander on instagram Either way, here to take your questions and comments after each and every Toronto Raptors game. As the Raptors win 127-104, winners of 5 of 6 on the road, Raptors improve to 46 and 19 on the year, still sit second in the Eastern Conference. Great year for the Toronto Raptors continues as they play the second of 3 games on the road in Miami on Sunday. <laughs> Raptors, I mean, you play in Miami on Sunday, that sounds like it might be a Saturday night in Miami, (laughs) depending on when the flight gets out, yeah, that sounds like a Saturday night in Miami, (laughs) so uh, yeah, (laughs) be interesting to see how the Raptors come out on Sunday against the Miami Heat, a team that is battling for the playoffs, I want to say, still in the Eastern Conference, yes, they're currently in eighth, so yeah, I'll just say that. And we'll reconvene on sunday to discuss what we think the raptors did with a saturday night (laughs) in miami and i'll just say those that know if you know you know what i'm talking about but we'll reconvene and, and discuss that uh one last comment here someone says you're hyping gasol way too much ibaka has been way better than him and nurse knows this i don't know if i agree with you i just stress that know the type of player that gasol is and know that everything he does doesn't show up on the it doesn't glare or like stand out to you on the box score as much as everything that Serge Ibaka does that's all I'm saying and again me saying Gasol is really good doesn't mean that Serge is bad it doesn't take away from the great season Serge Ibaka is having it's more just about the upgrade and talent that Marc Gasol is over JV and yes even over Serge in the starting lineup that's all but again just my opinion and Please continue to let me know what you guys think as well as I love talking about the Raptors. So don't hesitate to like and follow me on Twitter. Let me know what you think anytime during the week. During Raptors games, not during Raptors games. I am here to discuss. As always though, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, Sunday, Miami. See ya. On blast.